What's up, guys? We're here for the 250th episode, which it, to me is wild. <laughs> yeah, how many weeks is that? 250. 52, 52 weeks in a year. Almost five years. That's crazy. Wow. I think 260 makes five years. Yeah. Probably. This is. I think when um 50, we did like 100 and 200, we're like, this is the longest we've ever stuck with anything. What is 250? <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, it's hard to stick with anything for that long. That's I, lo- crazy. I love how everybody now, because, you know, obviously the podcast is probably the most popular it's ever been. It's like they comment on our TikToks like, hey, bro, let's start a podcast. Like making fun of oh, that yeah, we're yeah. just yeah, talking yeah. about the most random shit. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> thinking that we just started. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the TikTok audience doesn't realize that we've really been doing this for so long. Yeah, yeah. Because now I feel like I see more than ever, pe- the most random people do really just start a podcast and talk about nothing. And it yeah, runs. but they last for two weeks. I was just going to say it lasts for like a month and then that's it. I don't think anybody realizes how much work really goes into it. But we also, if you are a day one podcast listener, you're still here today, thank you. But also, I'm sure yeah. you've seen... The transformation, the yeah. And we went from doing no video to doing one angle really badly. <laughs> and the videos are still on our YouTube if you look back. I yeah. think I think grown up Italian really is the definition of adapt or die because we really have adapted to each stage of what yeah. comes with it, you know? Like I said, we put our money where our mouth is. We bought better cameras, better audio. A better setup that we think, even though like sometimes our Bishkadil show too much. Yeah, this it. is cozy. I'm trying. I don't, I've, I don't even want to know what I look I'm, like. I'm, a little I'm up so today. comfortable. I gotta I'm, start sitting like this. I'm gonna bring a blanket <laughs> next time. I'm cozy <laughs> right now. Nah, I'm I'm up on purpose for that reason because these these joggers are a little too tight on me. So. <laughs> See, now we're like. After seeing so many of the videos, now we're, yeah. we're cautious more, of yeah, certain yeah. things. Like I pulled my pants down a little <laughs> bit before, so I get... One thing we could work on is definitely the angles. Yeah, but, uh, angles. In you this small studio space, you make it work. Shit, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what we did this weekend. Um, first of all, Miguel's a little upset that she didn't catch the invite. I did catch the invite. I just wasn't able to make it. I was in Miami the week before. I had to stay back to work. You know, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, yo, you would have loved this event. Yeah. You're like a, she's a social butterfly. So I feel <laughs> you like. You say I'm a social butterfly and I'm yeah, really but not. I, yeah, I mean, it does run but in your family. You're, all, you're, all, so, you're a social you. butterfly too, no? Not or as much as you guys. You Rock have to is be a social butterfly when he wants to be. Yeah. We were explaining everybody's roles because everybody asked us, like, oh, what do you guys do? Like, Sabina's like, all right. Plain simple. Well, I actually said it. I was like, all right, I, I do the content. Sabina obviously attested for that. And then I was like, we have our cousin Miguel. She does the merch, and she does all the event planning. And then I was like, Sabino, you see, what he has that we don't is he could talk to a wall. So he has all <laughs> the really connections. Like I, don't, I can't, though. No. He's the business it guy. Really, it really, you know what I've learned about my brother is In that podcast, it obviously. really depends on his mood. He could talk to somebody that he has nothing in common with. Like I, that's hard for me to do. But he could really talk I to feel anybody. Like I'm not good at small talk, though. You're wrong. He could, as long as he's in a good mood, right, he could talk. talk to anyone about anything. But if he's not feeling it, forget it. You have to see the other day. We just got off the flight, and we're in the Bronx. Well, we stopped by Casa oh de la Mozzarella. So funny. if Little Mo had like a woman version of himself. That's, Irish version. That's who we oh ran my into. God. I don't know how I feel about she, that. She, this lady comes up to me. I, I hope you're watching this. <laughs> I hope you're not too mad that we didn't say hi to your dog. But, um, <laughs> we're online. She's like, are you 10? What are you going to review? Mm-hmm. She didn't know who we were. Okay. You know, review. I think she must have saw us, whatever. 
Are we going to review food? The first thing she said is, what are you guys here to review food? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. now we're here to eat. We just landed. Like, I'm starving. <laughs> she's like, you're Italian? And then she goes, you're Italian? I'm like, no, I'm not. And she's like, you're Italian. What's that? And I'm like, scamorza? Or it could be called scamorza. She's like, oh, yeah, you're Italian. You're Italian. And she's like, you know little Mo? Call him. Call him. I'm like, nah, I don't really want to call him right now. Like, <laughs> I hate when people do that. And, she's calling, and then I call him and didn't answer. She's like, oh, oh, he's mad at me. And then we were leaving. She's like, Come on, come on, follow me. I want to show you my dog. Oh, my, my God. lady, I got to go. <laughs> we just start walking. Jeez. And she gets the dog, and she's like, oh, like screaming. Running down the street with a dog. The beautiful dog, by the way. That was a very cute like dog. A poodle. There's a big, there's like one of those big poodles. Wait, what's the big oh. with the with the like lamb, um, fur? Like lamb fur almost? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's like what Mitchell has. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. What kind of dog is that? Dude, I've asked them a thousand times. It's definitely times, a poodle breed, heard, though. Is very it a cute. golden doodle? Maybe. It was brown, so maybe. I don't uh, know. We got to learn to start fact-checking things. But yeah, anyways, well, you know, being that you said, well, the Sabino thinks that he can't just talk to anybody. At that moment, I was like a little jet-lagged. I had a headache. You weren't in the mood. Not that I was in, yeah, yeah, you know, to make it So simple. when you're in that mood, you just the fact that he was also like me. quiet, right? He was also like me, and but he's like feeding he's back. He's able to engage. You know what I mean? yeah. I'm like, All right, I don't know how this guy's talking right now. <laughs> And I don't know I, if I could say why on the pod, but it has to do with, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> that helps. But uh, it's, it's similar to a golden doodle, but the fur is like more curly. Anyways, um, yeah, this weekend, uh, what, a, what an amazing, amazing, amazing event. I never knew there was that many Italians in Cleveland and Louisiana. What I can say is, Miguel. Louisiana? Cleveland, I had like an idea. So we were doing Cleveland karaoke, and you see like the... Chicago, New York kids are like Frank Sinatra. And the Louisiana is like, like songs I've never heard. Of. Like, like Iowa you know. Cornhuskers. Yeah. Vibe, you know, like things, songs that we never heard of. But it was nice. You know, it gave, you a, vibe, it gave you a little different flavor of all uh, parts of the United States. And, yo, there was Italians there five generations. That's crazy. That are still. Do you, uh, so we're, we're first generation. That's like our great, great grandkid do you think our great great grandkids are going to be into it like that oh that's the goal right especially if we have this page for that long we could pass on the page to them by then they'll be like growing up italian american -American. yeah af but um you know when we first started it's actually very humbling because i thought we were the most italian kids in the world but there was also kids that were like more italian than us too and more like super proud to be italian meaning knowing the history you know, knowing about all, all the architecture, where it came yeah, from, yeah. and all these famous Every fact. Italians that you wouldn't even think yeah, see, of. We're not, we're not like really into that. Like, not that we're not into it, but I can't tell you facts off the top. Like of in that. 1967, what Italian was it that invented the Big Mac? There's yeah, like a trivia it, question. See, like, was what? it Jimmy Rossetti or something? I don't, I don't know. No, that's I, a, think I think that's that. a singer. It is a singer. Something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like stuff like that. That's that wild. That a like, lot of people know. Cool that. random facts. Yeah, yeah like there's people who love. And like the team, because he separated every table to teams. People all knew, like, but these are also like students, though, right? I mean, they're like, like a kids like us, everybody our age. They're kids. Really? They're not like he didn't grab when he says students. That's why he threw me off about this event. Like, if you're watching this and you weren't at the event, we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. But the second I saw everybody, it's I kind of just go with the flow. Yeah, and yeah, no, so, it was it was so much. But fun. I feel like that's you're better in those situations than everything being laid out for you. I think you're able to go with the flow. I am not able to go with the flow. I need to know everything beforehand. 
I mean, I wanted to know everything beforehand too, but <laughs> um, the way it was set up was it wasn't like that. And yeah. um, so we get there Friday, um, check into the hotel, put our stuff away, run around a little bit, and then at night we had like a little um, get together. As soon as we all got together, I knew right away like what the event really was. Saturday we did a bunch of workshops, and then what you're about to see, and right after we're done speaking is. We grabbed a lot of the advisors, and we were just talking to them about what the event's about, what's the future of the event. Um, very, very big thank you to John Viola and the Viola family because they're the only Italian-American family, I feel, that really cares about the future of Italian-Americans. And are and taking these strides to make stuff like this possible. And they're doing it with this right here. Of their own. Yeah, like their people own are... People say they want things to happen, but they don't do this right here. Right. To like get all your all these employees to show up and make all these investments and reach out to all these foundations to get all these people under one roof. It's very hard. They were like we were talking about it. The advisors at dinner were like, This is the biggest day in Italian American history. Like everybody coming together. Yeah, it's definitely the start. It's the start it. of something big. And like the people there, meaning the young Italian Americans, not everybody was like 100% Italian either. Like you were saying, fourth, fifth generation. But everybody was so proud. And there's some people we connected with that I definitely could see a future in us connecting with them yeah. again. And there was a lot of people there. You know, even during karaoke night that, that I spoke to, I was like, wow, like I'm never going to forget this person. As, as corny as that sounds, like it definitely left a mark for me. And it, you, got, it you came out with very good memories. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And obviously, as the day goes on, we got more comfortable with me everybody. And Rock, me and Rock, like, we didn't want to do karaoke. And then after three, four shots, we... You're ready to do yeah. karaoke. <laughs> we started doing karaoke. But they didn't even play one of my songs. Nah, yeah, they, that, they didn't play Julia for us. I was going to say, what what is your go-to karaoke song? Um... I don't know. Everything there was super Italian American. Yeah, it was very Italian American. <laughs> but then I, w- I was wanted to do uh, Journey, "Don't Stop Believing." The banger. I, I could have sang anything Queen too. I think one Queen song came on, and I was like, "Yes, that's like my guilty." <laughs> that's pleasure. that get hype music when you're drinking. Rosella has a really bad video of me singing like the most feminine song ever. It was like, um, there's so many videos from that man, night. Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> I wanted all those. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a that's super so many banger. Videos, like, please don't. Put this, out. Put this in the archive. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that uh, I just want to thank the Viola family for was they have this event for another guaranteed four years. So they made a five-year commitment oh, wow. to this event. So, um, you know, That's I wanted incredible. to help John with this event so bad, and I kept nagging him, like, if you need any help, let me know. If you need any help, let me know. And he said it in front of everybody that this year he just wanted to get the people under one roof, and now it's a canvas, and... We're actually all on the board for the next year and the years to come, but we're going to give our input and we're going to make this bigger and better every year. But I feel like you have to go to that first one to see what needs to be done or not done for next year. Like year one had to happen for you to just sit back, watch, and then you walk away with all your notes for next year on what could be better or what could, we don't really need that, you know, or this could be done differently. Yeah, and eventually there's going to be a video that comes out. I'm not sure where it'll be released, wh- whose YouTube channel it'll be released on, but it'll be a good way t- to visually see what exactly what was going did. on. Yeah, we did a lot of content, too. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of snippets on TikTok. But it's open to... <laughs> Fun stuff. So how does this like event work for someone attending? You buy a ticket? Or? Um, well, that's what we were talking about. So everybody this year, um, what was amazing was everybody... Um, it was like an umbrella of different organizations. So 
like um, there's a gentleman, Basil Russo, that you're going to see in this uh, interview. And his sons are the directors of the Avengers, the Russo brothers. The Russo brothers, crazy. The most powerful directors in the They literally directed the Avengers. It's like not the most just grossing not the movie most ever. Powerful Italian, like the most powerful directors, yes. period. And it's that family and Viola family, like these two powerhouse Italian American families. So they're the ones that reached out to these organizations, and the organizations like paid for people's trips to go. Amazing. So everybody's hand selected. And um, next year, what we're hoping to do is do two events where the, anybody in the world could buy tickets and also have everybody from this year, but also sprinkling a little more. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, That's the, awesome. The future is definitely bright. And I, what I really want you guys to do when you're, you know, sit down, actually relax, and then when you're watching the rest of this episode, I want you to really think of what these advisors are saying. You know, if you really do have that Italian-American passion or if you just love Italian culture, there was a few people that weren't even Italian that were there. Yeah, you know, that's that, that showed out just because they love the Italian culture so much. This, I promise you, this is like a life-changing opportunity. Yeah, if you want to be involved in the future, send us an email and we'll add you on uh, our list of who we want to invite for next year also. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, we made a, we made a lot of big announcements and even people that are there, they have our support in a lot of future events. Like, we were talking about it, too, that it's time we start doing these events in other states, and we're going to back a lot of people. So, um... I love that. We're only going to get bigger, and we have the team behind us to do it. So, um... I hope you guys enjoy what you're about to see. Thank you all for your continuous support. We wouldn't have been able to do 250 episodes without you guys. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for everything. Is there anything else? Enjoy the rest of the video. Ciao. We are here in FLA... Right, FLA Live Center. FLA Live Arena. Home yeah. of the Florida Panthers. That's right. With John Viola, Basil Russo. Thank you guys for setting up this evening, oh this weekend. Gosh. Thank you for being here. A lot of eager Italian-Americans here. Yeah, thank God there's a lot of eager, because we didn't know if we'd have any. We might have been talking to ourselves. So this is a great turnout. Great turnout, yeah. Year uh, one. Year one, yeah. Uh, somebody called it a proof of concept, and it's really what it is. It's yeah. like... Friends and family that we know and trust, let's get together and find a hundred young active Italian Americans and lock them in together for a weekend and let's get the future moving today. You know, that's what it was. It was so exciting to see the response exceed our expectations. Yeah. Uh, we just uh, had, a, had a great turnout. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of energy here, a lot of enthusiasm here today, and it's, uh, it's very reassuring to my generation to see how enthusiastic the younger Italian-American generation is about the heritage and, and preserving that heritage. I think um, John said a story um, this morning, right during breakfast time, where a lot of um, the older generation always says, we need to get the young kids involved. And then when the young kids get involved, there's eight people playing briscola and then 100 <laughs> young kids partying. Yeah. And they're like, go home, we want to <laughs> yeah, play exactly. briscola. Yeah. So t tell us a little bit about I mean, you know, what the goal is for this weekend? Yeah, the, that's that's the illustrative example of like you know, from the small clubs where they play cards to the big national organizations, they always say we want young people, and then when you work your tail off to get young people to show up, they don't really want them there, or they don't want them to be stakeholders and have real say in it. They're, yeah. they're like as arm candy, and I always found that frustrating. And we have a community leader here who really believes in the future and putting money and effort and time in that. And so we, with Pat and a bunch of other uh, friends and family, 
you know, cooked up this idea that you could invite young people who self-identified as active leaders and people like you guys who started something. You know, you, you didn't wait to go into an organization and become the local leader and then the chairperson, this and that. You just said, we're going to start something. And that disruption, that natural energy, that organic happening, I think a lot of these young people here have done things on smaller scales and I wanted them to come together to help those things grow, to learn from people like you, from us, and for us to learn from them about where this community is going, right? That, that, that's a big part of it, too, is us learning from them. Absolutely. You know, there's so many um, Italian-Americans out there who are successful, but not many of them are willing to go in a pocket, like Basil said yesterday. And your families, uh, we really appreciate everything you guys do for, for us and for kids younger than us, the next kids, because, you know, we're, I, I want to say we're not young, young, you know, but we've been doing this a long time. And with leaders like you guys, we kind of get the vision now. Like, we were talking about this weekend, and we're like, we don't know what to really expect. But last night when I saw everybody in the room, right away it clicked, like, okay, yeah. I know why I'm here now. Yeah. So on behalf of us, we really thank you for thank doing you. this and going out of your way and giving up all your resources to make something like this happen. Thank you. I mean, uh, John and the Viola family are special people. And, and so are the Russos. They set a great example for our, for our community. I'm very proud of them. Is there anything you guys want to say about challenging other people and how to get involved? That's a great point. What concerns me is when I look around, there are so, so many successful Italian-Americans today in this country mm -hmm. in all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's... It's inspiring to see it. It's, it makes you feel proud. Mm -hmm. you know, our, our people came here with nothing but a dream, mm -hmm. and they overcame prejudice, they overcame uh, hatred, they overcame uh, biases and hostility and violence in many cases mm -hmm. to uh, work hard and create a better life for their families. That's all they cared about, was that their children should have a better life than they had. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they... they uh, they succeeded in that. And now it's time for those who have succeeded to honor the memory yes. yeah. of their parents and grandparents and to thank them for instilling this beautiful heritage in all of us. And, you know, we've we, we got to step up. Those of us that have been successful need to step up and do what is necessary in order to preserve and perpetuate the heritage. And sadly, a lot of us that have achieved success in this country don't do that. You know, they'll, 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 they'll talk a good game at some, at some point, mm -hmm. but when it comes time to committing, when it comes time to writing the check, when it comes time to really doing something meaningful, that maybe something they have to sacrifice to do, they draw the line there and they're not yeah. willing to do it. That, that, that's hurtful and it's disappointing. I will say in this room that you have today that obviously you guys allowed everybody to be here, but there's a lot of young, passionate Italian-Americans. I don't think I've ever been in a room for that many young Italian-Americans. Rocco said yesterday after dinner, he goes, those kids are more passionate than us. <laughs> we have grown up Italian. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a good feeling, right? Yeah. yeah that's I was great. getting corrected by one of the Italian studies professors, Steve, who's I've known him, I've interviewed him before. And I'm like, well, th the future's safe, and I'm ready to be put down like a dog because I don't even, I'm, I'm outpaced. But that's, I saw some kids from Chicago who started their own group, and, 
know, they're working with the local joint civic club and mm -hmm. they're just doing it. And I, yeah, they said I, they dress up like once a month just to hang out and have dinner. That's awesome. I was like, I think that's, that's what our parents used to do, you know, with the, with the, like Our Lady of Snow. Because that's so smart point. From, that's such awesome. a smart point because Mr. Russo was talking earlier about like our generation, his generation, our parents, they went to the club, they had a formal dinner and to see that they're doing their own version of that. People still want to interact. You're still humans. So to use a technology like this or like the social media and find each other and then decide to dress up nice and do something that's a little bit of a throwback in a new way, that's the pleasant surprise for me. Because I would have thought coming into this that we were going to get a lot of people who were like interested and blank canvases. And to see so many people already doing stuff. Right. It's, I said, okay, this is. So what I real. loved about posting, because we put on our social channels that this event was happening. And I told John that we got like over 20 messages of people that happened to just live in Florida were interested in coming. So your family made a five-year commitment to this event. Yeah. For next year and the years after that, how can people come to these events? The real answer is we're going to figure it out, right? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're in, in the beginning stages. But the goal is, you know, we wanted to start small because, let's face it, Italians will put the eye on you, and you know, if you make a big fuss, all of a sudden yeah, the yeah. ceiling's going to fall. I don't have any red mutandi with me, so <laughs> I, I may fall off the cliff. What I liked about what you said is that, um, you know, at times we're under one roof. Let's do this together. Yeah. Let's not try to leave and do it ourselves. It's like, ridiculous. let's do it in this room. And the fact that you're taking the initiative, like, it really shows how much your family is to this Thank you. Italian-American community. Thank you. I mean, it's the same as how much all you guys are, like... You know, nobody could do it alone. Those of us who have, a, like, a facility we can offer like this where we can do stuff and it's no cost then. And, you know, the resources Mr. Russo brought in. This magnet tag fell off. Uh, <laughs> everything you guys are doing here and all these people, we all have a, a tile in the mosaic. We just have to stop wanting to be Michelangelo and be happy to be part of a team. And so at the end of the day, you get this magnificent mosaic and it doesn't have one name on it. That's okay because yeah, we yeah. all sweat into it and that's... What's going to make us better? And nobody wants to do it. But these people do. I really think as time passes, we're going to look back on this weekend. And historically, it's going to become one of the most important events mm -hmm. uh, in the history of the Italian-American community that's occurred, I think, since World War II. Wow. wow. Um, that's I a powerful would, statement. I would, I would love that. I would love that. But here's why. You know, we... My generation has to find ways to connect with the younger generation. If we're not successful in doing that, this heritage dies when we die yeah. because there's nobody left to carry it on. Mm -hmm. So this is so critical, this transition, this, this um, bringing young people together, uh, getting them to work together, getting them to understand what this history is all about, because many of them are fourth and fifth generation yeah. Italian Americans. They had no connection with the immigrant uh, uh, generation, that so sacrifice. they don't understand any any of the sacrifices those people made, how hard their life was, and and how they're reaping the benefits of that today. What a good life they right, had! Right. They're standing on the shoulder yeah. of uh, uh, the shoulders of their grandparents, great grandparents, and great great grandparents that made a made a good life for them. Right. Uh, so. Uh, you know, we need to find ways to transition leadership in our community from the older generation to the younger generation, and that is the purpose of this conference, is to create a sense, a spirit of unity among these people. John, I'll tell you, 
Our biggest problem historically, Italian Americans, we never knew how to work together. Yeah, we never knew how. Still to, don't. Still, still don't. don't. <laughs> we're, we're we're starting to make some progress, yeah. and and this is an example mm-hmm. of the progress we're starting to make to work together. But you know, historically, everybody came from their own little town, their own little paese, and that's all they knew. They didn't even know they were Italian when they got to this country. They thought they were Sicilian or Calabrese or mm-hmm. Abruzzese or wherever they, wherever they were from. Right. They had their little lodge that they all belonged to. They were suspicious of everybody else. They didn't cooperate <laughs> mm-hmm. with everybody else, and. As a result, we never had a meaningful impact in this country like other groups have had yeah. that were better unified True. than we were. True. Yeah. They accomplished things because they knew how to work together. They knew how to speak together, uh, uh, speak with a loud voice at the national level. We're finally starting to get a sense of unity in our community uh, nationally, and we have to have um, this, these young people build upon that so that they can unify their generation and we can move forward as one. Uh, because then, then we'll have influence in yeah. this country. Right. Then we can affect America's collective culture because we can speak with a loud, yeah. unified voice. For sure. And I, it, I think that's why it's so important that, obviously, John, you know, being the pioneer of all this, but we need a mentor like you, you know, part of the older generation, and I say that with respect, obviously, and, you know, the Russo family, just to give the younger kids, like, okay, this guy's done it before. There's no reason he even has to push this agenda, but yeah. he's still doing exactly. it. Exactly. Like, you guys, you guys are so like successful. You. you don't need to even be here. And the fact that you're giving your time shows that you guys really do care. And as we were walking into this room, I was telling Mr. Russo that the speech he gave this morning, it reminded me like a State of a Union Italian-American yeah. address. Like, <laughs> it was a, a great speech. I, I would say around 20 or 30 minutes, and not one person was talking yeah. or... Everybody was paying attention and super, like, engaged, into, yeah. engaged yeah. to what he was saying. Yeah. So it just goes to show that, you know, guys like you, it really means a lot to do stuff like this. Thank you. There's a real community out there. there people yeah. really care. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, we got to bring people like him who are leading it at a national level, people like you guys who are influencing and, and affecting and, and engaging these people on a – on a micro level, on a daily basis, many times a day, and everything in the gamut in between has got to be together. And uh, and like Mr. Russo says, we've failed at that before, but it doesn't mean we have to, you know, the, the Edison invented 99 ways not to make a light bulb before he invented one way to do it. So maybe yeah. we are on the light bulb. So six years ago, me and my cousin and sister, we had this group chat with family where we would send funny pictures of what it meant to us to grow up Italian. So we built a whole community. That's really how we started. Yeah, yeah this is really how we started. Because we was like, we would post pictures and, you know, we come from the hills of Italy. So we were sending goats and, you know, <laughs> stuff like funny stuff that you don't Cup really see in mainstream <laughs> stuff. Like yeah. the Sopranos, Jersey yeah, sure. Shore. Like a lot of people, when they think of Italian-Americans, they think mafia, Guido, Jersey Shore, yeah. like the stereotypes. So we are super proud that we built a community of people that just really take on the whole Making sauce on yeah. Sunday, making tomato sauce, the real stuff, dried sausage. Yeah. You know, having wow. a nonna, having a nonna, yeah. following traditions. So knowing that Pastina got discontinued, that you, you, got you broke the you broke the news. You blew the whole internet up. Where people, I think somebody's gonna go burn Ronzoni down. <laughs> so the reason why I'm asking this, um, why I want to bring up to you guys is, what are some of your favorite memories of growing up Italian, growing up Italian American? I got a few that really stick out. First, first, I want to say that I grew up in the same house 
with my maternal grandparents. So they were a huge, huge influence on my life. Uh, these are people that had very, very little formal education. But they taught me more about what was important in life than anything I ever learned in any school I ever went to. Uh, I have the greatest love and respect for them. My greatest memory with my grandfather was his generation, uh, of course, uh, loved to find Italian-American that they could uh, respect or idolize because there weren't many at that point in mm -hmm. time. And I can remember back in 1959, I was a kid, sitting in the television room with my grandfather. We were watching the Cleveland Indians play a baseball game. Rocky Calavito was on the Indians oh, team. Yeah. Cal everybody loved Calavito, you know, the, the, the Italian hero, home run hero. So Calavito got up and hit a home run in the first uh, inning. Then he hit a second home run in the game. Wow. And, uh, and my grandfather started clapping and cheering. Calavito's yeah. having a great game. Uh, and then Calavito hit a third home run. And at that point, oh, my wow. grandfather actually got out of his chair and was all excited. And, and I'm sitting there watching him. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited because, because he, he's so worked up about it. Calavito tied the major league record and hit the fourth home wow. run in one wow. game. And at that point... I saw tears of joy streaming down wow. my grandfather's face, and it, it just blew me away because he, he was a tough old Sicilian. Yeah. I'd never seen him get emotional before <laughs> about anything. Yeah. And here he was crying because Calavito had tied a big major league record. Uh -huh. wow. and, and, and that was s such a special night for me that, that I always, always remember that. It's my way of remembering him. With my grandma, she, she used to love to get out the photo album. And we'd sit at the table at night, and she'd go through the album, and there was a story, a lengthy story, about every picture wow. in the album. This is a you cousin of Guido. Hmm. Bah, 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 bah. I, love it. I love those kind oh, of stories. Yeah. We'd sit there for a half hour, yeah. and then uh, we'd have a little glass of wine together. They, they, when I was young, they'd, they'd give me a little wine, but they'd always dilute it with Mix ginger it with ale. Mix <laughs> seven up. The Italian cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. Um, those are my favorite memories of, of yeah. my grandmother, but... But I, I, I do what I do in life because I want to show my respect for them and I want to honor their memories. You know, they're gone now and I, I terribly miss them. And this is my way to say to them, thank you for what you gave me. Real quick, before um, I ask you the next question, I just want to remind everyone at home, he was watching a Cleveland Indians game because you are from Cleveland. Yes. yes. You know, so I'm like, why wasn't he watching DiMaggio? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had to say that. Yeah. But I do want to also, ha I have to mention this because your, your son's now directing movies like The Avengers and your grandparents, right, were from Sicily. That is the American yeah. dream. From coming from a little hills in, of Italy yeah. to directing the biggest movie series ever. ever, ever, like biggest budget, biggest grossing. I mean, how do you feel about... Wait, can like, I brag about him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. please, please, please do. Tell me if I don't get this right. This is my first time. Yesterday was my first time meeting Mr. Yeah. Russo. He's my... So I'm learning so much about All him. Oh, you guys, please stop the Mr. Russo crap. All right. <laughs> 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 All right, it's Basil, Basil. Basilio. Basilio, okay. Basil. Paddle St. Neapolitan. Vasiligo. Vasiligo. <laughs> I got to know him and his family over the years working together, and I think I get this story right. So really, correct me if I'm wrong. His sons are now, by numbers, the most successful directors in history of filmmaking, right, in terms of what their movies have done at the box office. Also... 
two super nice guys who give money and time to Italian-American filmmakers. They created a film forum. But I think your sons told me, or maybe one of your daughters told me, their first movie they wrote together, which is Welcome to Collingwood, right? The first movie they did? That was the second. Second, excuse me. One of their first, when they were still young and independent. Was based on the Italian movie that they loved and their their local neighborhood and everything. When they made that movie, you and Mrs. Russo provided the food from your kitchen to feed the staff. Is that right? That was for the first movie. That was for the first pieces. movie. Sorry. Right, exactly. That's the best meal anybody's you ever had. You made macaroni for them every that. day. Yeah. They had to use, they had no money to make the movie. So they had to use my, uh, my, my, my cousin's business location. Uh-huh. Well, he, he did his business there during the day. So when he was closed at night, he'd close at 5 o'clock. At 6 o'clock, They'd show so, up, tear the whole place apart, s- stage it as they needed it staged, and they'd work from 6 at night till 6 in the morning. And they'd have, we'd have uh, dinner at midnight every night, and it would be my wife and my daughters that would cook the pasta and bring everything to the set and feed everybody. Uh, so uh, it, it was a great film. And uh, what happened was they were, st- they were still, in, still in school then. They were in their early 20s. Uh, the movie did the... F- we took it around to the film festivals, um, you know, you take it to festivals because you're hoping somebody will offer to buy it. Right? Yes. Well, uh, nobody offered to buy it. So we were in London, New York, L.A. Finally, they went to Slam Dance, which is the alternative festival to Sundance, which is a major yeah. festival. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get in Sundance, so they were in Slam Dance. So the, the movie showed twice. It was in a little room. Maybe 40 people saw it each time. Grand total 80 people saw the movie. But our whole family was there with baseball caps, T-shirts, promoting it, passing yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Out, doing the whole nine yards. That's and Italian family right Italian there. Family. That's, 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 the support. that's the support you need. Yeah. So we, we got home. Again, nobody's interested in the movie. So I thought, you know, that, that, that's the end of it. Their careers aren't going to go anywhere. Well, two weeks later, they got a call from Steven Soderbergh, who was a, a famous director at that time. Soderbergh said, I saw your movie. I was there. He said, I really liked it. You guys are very creative. He said, my film partner is George Clooney, and Clooney and I want to uh, um, produce a film for you guys. And that's, that's what well, gave them their That's style. amazing. Yeah. But to me, the whole th- the, the crux of that, and that's what I love about their family, is the same way all of us grew up. You don't do anything alone. Yeah. If it's your if it's your dream, it's your parents' dream but and your grandparents' dream, and they're going to work and sweat with you. Even more specific, it's the Russo brothers. Yeah, that's so true. You know, like whenever you mention it, it's the Russo brothers. Yeah. So the fact your your uh, your sons are working together to do yeah. this is amazing. Because then the day it's it really is all about family. Just like me, and my cousin, and my sister are doing what we're doing, and you know. You always hear Russo brothers. Our baby sister is Angela. We have four kids, and Angela's the youngest. Uh, four years ago, uh, they asked Angela to move from Cleveland to L.A. to be with them uh-huh. uh, because they wanted her to work with them in their company. They have a company called Agbo, and she now runs the company for them. Wow. So, yeah. so it's the yeah. Russo siblings now. <laughs> That's right. yeah. She's going to go for the name change. <laughs> like, like Sons of Italy did. <laughs> exactly. Thank you guys so much for your time and all your knowledge. We're going to go out and ask um, some other of our participants and advisors what it means to grow up Italian. Love it. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for everything yeah. you do. Amazing. Thank you. Great podcast. Thank you. you know? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I love the fact that you have a microphone. 
We don't have Michael because we don't have Michael. We have headsets. We have headsets. It's all coming. Things are gonna level up very quickly. We're gonna have like real microphones. Yes. But this is like serious stuff here. This is. We have like NBC when they used to have the. This is this is this is the part. We're gonna have we're gonna have a studio. You're gonna have a camera on you. Uh, oh, yeah, he just bought the space, and now he's 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 over. Let me tell you something. Okay. Patrick O'Boyle and Rosella Rago of the Italian American podcast. Yes, things are gonna turn up for you guys. I just want a microphone like this microphone. I'll get you one even but can better. Can we have an emblem? Want. No, we want to get. Oh, you. we could put the emblem like NBC. Wait, you know what? While we're here, the old one. Lil Pitt, can you we're show? You can you show one. Pat the growing up Italian microphone that we're gonna be using? Listen. I've we have a like a of... jingle like NBC. Ding. Wow, Ding. Pat, look at that. Oh, oh. Look, this is for um, this is like men on the street. This is like 1985. No, 92, 91. Price wow. is right. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to film some fun stuff with Pat and Rosella this, right after this. This is like a very modern a yeah. microphone. Has yeah. no cord. It's cordless. This is for TikTok. You know what TikTok is? I'm not, I'm not a TikToker. <laughs> I didn't know that was a word. <laughs> oh, is it a TikToker? A TikTok, or you would know. Is it a TikToker? TikTokeril. TikTokeril. TikTokeron. is somebody who's on TikTok. Who's yeah. obsessed with TikTok. It's like TikTok. a cacchiaron, yes. but a TikTokeron. A You could now make so many words <laughs> derived from TikTok. So the w- first time you know I my met... Friend made up, uh, my friend made up another Italian word. I'm sorry, called oh. flabots. Flabots? Oh it's God. the flabby part of an old Italian grandmother's arm. Oh, oh flabots. <laughs> Or, or a, a very overweight man. He's a flabot. I just put that Because you know what it is? It's the... It's the um, no, he's, he's good. He's good. It. Let him no, this, this isn't work. This is just a prop. It's his birthday. Oh, that Let works. It's, it's like the evolution of language. Language comes to represent like what they say. The Eskimos have like 30 words for snow. Patrick, how long have you waited for one of these? To I, don't know if I, ever, to I don't know if I ever waited for to one To go harass those. people on the street and I don't want to harass them. Why waste our time? Let's harass some of these students over here. They, I just love this. This is even, it has a nice hand feel. It has a nice, it feels nice. <laughs> that's it, what she said, is too. This, but <laughs> that's is this his birthday present? Because today's his birthday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy thank birthday. You, we should have started with the that. The first time I met Pat, he um, was going crazy about pizza guina. I love tell, tell me a little bit about um, what makes a good pizza guina. And how do you spell pizza guina? Depends on where you are. All right, we're in Florida. How do you spell in Florida? Is it gin? Is it gin or gina? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because as you go different places, the e drops. So yours would be C H I N N A. There's a woman in Naples who does like I think the word is orthography. Her father came up with a way to write Neapolitan because all the dialects of Campania, the regular Latin alphabet doesn't express all our sounds. Uh-huh. So like, she they basically use Latin letters to rewrite the whole Neapolitan. Like like um. Some people write Giesta with a K. Like some Giesta. Yeah, like if yeah. you take the end of a Neapolitan word, not not like in the Valdi the Honor the Shanto, but in the city of Naples that uh sound, mm-hmm. like Mama the mm-hmm. they think that yeah. came from the Oscans. So that's an E with a schwa, that's an E with two dots on it. Yeah, yeah. But why are we going with this? Where are we going with this? K's don't, not even in oh, alphabet. Listen, yeah. Don't get him started unless you want him to finish. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Gain, no, the beats again is a serious do you make your pizza game flat? That's all. Is it is it is it is it like a calzone? Yeah. Like Thirty minutes like calzone? later. So we we <laughs> make we make this. that we call pizza rustica, right? Am so I you, wrong? You not see. There's no right or wrong because every town has. A but everybody says but I'm pizza, wrong all the time. Pizza, no, pizza game and pizza rustica is the same thing. In, but no, but one yeah. looks like a calzone almost, uh-huh. like, a, and then one's like a pie. But they're all variations of the pizza, which is a pastry crust filled with meats, cheeses. But they don't use a pastry crust. But it's a type of pastry. 
But they use a you use a like a more of a bread crust, probably thin. Yeah, like yeah. a like a dough. Well, yeah. A dough. Yeah. Like a dough. The metropolitan city of Naples uses the pie crust. Yeah, but it's a crust. It, no matter what. Did you ever think about like writing a, a book about pizza king? I think it is worthy. I think all the Easter foods together are worthy of a book. I mean, it's not going to be a uh, could be a large book. I've thought about that because it's so. Um, there's a lot of variety to it. There's very few people who don't like it. If I know what I find interesting, vegetarians hate it. But then where are we going with this? I mean, really, anybody likes pork? I'm doesn't like eat pork. Hates it too. Uh, yeah, we'll just keep checking. Yeah, yeah. Pat doesn't trust anyone who doesn't eat pork. No. I mean, if you're not, if if you are, if you have a diet either that by cause or by choice is restricted to those things, they they've already outed themselves out of the category. But I think people. I've noticed a lot of people who grew up, who are not Italian, who grew up around Italian Americans who made beats again, begin to make beats again themselves. I know someone who's Syrian. I know someone who is Polish. Your grandmother that you didn't have a beats again tradition, and she picked it up working in the as a, in the seamstress, right? That's true. Why, we don't body have pizza. Not not the way. Not no, not with the meats and cheeses and stuff. Oh. We do something called a scalchona that we make for Good Friday, and there's scallions and onions inside. Oh, I never seen scallions in a time. My before. breath would be terrible after eating that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Keeps yeah. away the vampires. Does <laughs> that? I'm gonna ask you a question. Yes, sir. And then I want Pat to answer right after. Easter food, overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated? The pizza gains. Underrated. I'm going to jump underrated. <laughs> yeah? No, because, I mean, with all due respect, Puglia does not have what Campania has. That's what's Campania have? But that, no, that's not an insult, but, but, but Easter is our holiday. Easter, I mean, you don't do Because Jesus he resurrected and He didn't, he didn't ask me as a bodies. He just asked me in general. Well, no, that's, like, that, that's fine, just but I think... Just because I'm bodies doesn't mean I can't enjoy a pizza game <laughs> once in a while. Sure, but I don't know if it has the same... Uh, effect? Uh, effect. It's, what do you mean effect? It's friggin' it's delicious. No, no, but hold on a minute. What, what effect is it supposed to have? It's yeah, delicious, no. it's filling, I'm satisfied. It's got a movie in the Napoli Don way. Yeah, I, I, I bite into I it and I hear all Solemio. What, what do you want from me? Well, listen, it's like your buns are all people. The fried buns are all. That's, who, that's, I, that's an identity dish. I don't know if I've people. ever had a real buns are all. I would defer to you on a focaccia. If someone asked me a focaccia opinion, I would ask you to come in and weigh in on the focaccia. I was going to say it was underrated too anyway. Gotcha, the, no, the, the Easter food. Yeah. Does that make you happy? You didn't, even let, you didn't let me get there. No, but I just think you don't a even want to hear my opinion. I I think that it's a proprietary. I don't want to say proprietary, but oh, uh, you're not allowed to ask me that. Basically. No, that's not true. No, I didn't say that. I just you're think not allowed to ask me that. What, but, who but the I think hell am I as a body? They're body's. separate, but they're separate. Of your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's how the, dare There's I a little even... bit of truth to that. <laughs> And not in an insulting way, because if it you was don't... not your freaking birthday right now. No, but hold on a minute. I would defer to you on, th- like, like, raw octopus, raw seafood. That's yeah. a Puglia thing. Oh, I, I get the sushi. Yeah. Yeah, the sushi. sushi. Yeah, but I'm saying that is your forte. Your forte. And, and Puglia, like, burrata. You own that. That's yours. Yeah, it's yours. That's yours. So but, I would but never... But the pizza king's ours. I wouldn't weigh in so on stay burrata. I wouldn't weigh in on burrata Because if he goes, oh, Pat. Do you think burrata is underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated? I don't have an opinion about that. Yeah, I, I you know. You're not allowed to answer. No, but there's a difference. I'm going to tell you why there's a difference. Because for us, it has a, it's more than, it's more than a food. It's an identity. It's, it's, it's like a Christmas tree. Like, you're not going to ask, I'm, I'm, someone who's, who's. A pizza game is like a Christmas tree. Sure, because okay. it's Christmas. This is the first time I've ever heard this. Because it's <laughs> Christmas, true. Christmas without a Christmas When you tree. say us, you mean not believe that? Yeah, the, all the people are combined. You feel right? like pizza game is a Christmas tree? No, in the uh, sense that it's not Easter without it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That right. doesn't that spaghetti doesn't, pie wait, wait, and all wait, that wait, stuff. Wait, too. Wait, 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 wait. Gontier had Patrick. Pizza gain or Casatiel? That's that's like that's like a mother having to pick between two children on a lifeboat. Like who gets the seat? And that's a very deep. <laughs> that, you're being a little dramatic. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I'm not. I'm not. Be, I'm if really. You had how to do you choose. pick? I don't. I couldn't do that. I don't. I couldn't. You can never have one ever again. Someone asking your mother who she likes better, you or your brother? Me, absolutely, hands down. Well, He's I in mean, Canada. Um, he ran away. She never hears from him. <laughs> wow, this is getting I so real. I couldn't do it. <laughs> All right, I got. I got a question for you guys. As you both know, this is our 250th episode. Congratulations, yes. Al Goody. I felt we were Thank all you. here to this weekend for a reason because we were meant to sit down yes, and, and talk about what it means for you both growing up Italian. What are your favorite memories? Or I would what, say, well, for, for us, and growing and up Barres. You, can't, you can't say, well, for us, it's growing Barres, not Italian. <laughs> but, but in general, what separates us from any other culture, any nationality, why are Italians Italians? That's the greatest question any of us could ask. And we could do, I think, 250,000 episodes and never fully answer it. Yeah. But if you had two minutes to... For me, I think it's just... Um, it's just the... Being able to see the world a, a, a different way. Mm -hmm. um, I think as, as an Italian-American, a first-generation Italian-American, we kind of got to grow up so fortunate because we have the best of both worlds, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And it, I think it's so great to, you know, find each other in, in this way, whether the Internet brings you together, whether you grew up in the same neighborhood, because I don't care what you say, when you grow up as a first-generation Italian-American... Um, you feel a little too American for Italians and a little too um, Italian for, for Americans. Americans. And yeah. we really, we can get along with anybody, but there's a special bond that we share as with, first generation. With other Italian-Americans? Yeah. yeah. yeah that, uh, because... Sometimes Italians are too snobby. And then the Metagons... Well, don't get me started. Awesome. Then, the, then the Metagons... Awesome. Pat, your name is Patrick, right? Yeah, Patrick O'Boyle. I got my father's Irish off the boat. So... People, do you ever get that, oh, you're not Italian because your name is Sure, Patrick. but they, they are. Italians are always playing a game of what makes you not Italian. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a culture of exclusion, not inclusion. I like that. I never heard anybody. I never say look that. at it from, like through that lens. That's They're a always great point. looking for to the, get you out. To get you disqualify out. Disqualify you. I could speak. I could. I could defend myself. I could handle Navidad, right? Yeah. And my brother, there's 13 years between us, right? And when I was in college, he was in grammar school, and I used to go pick him up from a, a school activity. And there was a grandfather there of another child, and he would pick up the other child that was in my that was in this activity with my brother. And he spoke broken English, and he spoke Nabuidan, and I just. Years would speak Nabiyan with the guy, just have a nice little convo, like, like a little waiting for the kids to come out to school kind of conversation. And then when they, when he found out when the thing was over, what my brother's name was, he comes up and he says to me, he goes, "You a fraud? <laughs> all these years you make a fool out of me, you Irish, and you talking to me all these years, you make a fool." What was your he brother's went, name again? Anthony. And he said, "Cause your brother or your name?" Because I was speaking to him in Nabiyan, and he found out my name. And he said that I try to make, he goes, uh, you try to make a fool of me. You might be Yeah, you might be And he was getting nasty. And I said to him, I was blown away. I was like, what, what, I, we just would hang out here waiting for the kids to come out. And we would just start talking. And we had a conversation here for like two or three years. And he just went, he goes, oh, I, my daughter told me what your real name is. You liar. He called me Swachim. Was the word. Swachim. <laughs> I swear to God. He's a and I, I walked away. That's a, that's a nasty time. I walked uh, away. You just walked said, away. He didn't say anything? 
Because it was belong. Why would I waste my time yeah. on that but asinine I, I kind of an old man in an asinine conversation? And that's when I realized you're never going to be Italian enough for these people. You'll, you'll never you know, ever be you enough. You never will. And I, that's happened to me too. Like where I meet people from Italy, I speak Italian to them mm-hmm. pretty well, mm-hmm. um, way better than they can speak English in most cases. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I even talk about the, the what I love about Italy and going there. And, the, and then and for a second, they're like, damn. And oh, then, but you don't live there. Uh, and then no, and then they'll like go to my Instagram and they'll see like that I dared to make a spaghetti and meatballs once. Oh, and, like a dish that sounds so and authentic. And then it's like everything that they thought about me. They're like, oh no, never mind. Discredited. You're done. And it's and it's a little and and then they they start with the whole you're not Italian. I was like, I'm not Italian. I've never pretended to be Italian. I don't put on like a fake Italian accent. I've never pretended to be anybody except an Italian American chick named Ro from Brooklyn. Um, and I'm equally Italian and American. And a lot of Italians can't understand that that being italian american is its own immigrant culture and has its own immigrant cuisine we're not trying to be anybody else except ourselves no one has their hand on the pulse of that like you do and no one has brought it out the way you do because i find some italian politician i don't know who he was so before people brought up people on the left or on the right he made a comment recently that stuck in my head he goes italy is becoming the country of waiters and hotel operators Meaning that the Italy of the 50s and 60s made music and made movies and made fashion and made cars and made machines and had authors. And a country that's in decline, a a societal decline, right? Two World Cups Italy hasn't showed in. Yeah, crazy. Can you imagine telling somebody, telling someone 20 years ago, Italy wouldn't disqualify? I mean, you can disqualify from one World Cup, but from two? Um, where's the Italian film? You know, think about all the. All, if you if you thought of great foreign films of the of the sixties, it was Italy. Great foreign films. It yeah. was Italy. Italian. <clears throat> what held Italian actors coming into to America to American movies was their was their problems with English. But they, the biggest names in the world were Italian actors, and we've lost that. And now we've become a country of um, a stagnant country that only relies on the past, not looking toward the future. And people come to take pictures of stuff that's a thousand years old, and eat foods that they have to be like, um, like the French almost, like rigid with, with a way of dishes because this is what they're holding on to. And I think the big the conversation that needs to be blown up is where is Italy going to be in fifty years? Where is Italy going to be in twenty years? You, you're you're losing, and your creative geniuses, your smart kids, they're going to other countries. Yeah. You're having a brain drain every conversation. So I think that that's a real a lot of that that kind of um, that it's a lot of it's a control issue. Pat, you just brought up two things I've, like, never thought of, but I've been seeing happening in front of us for years. It's crazy. I think that's – and you you catch them in that. You're like the you like the bait on the hook that gets the fish to bite. You know, they – a lot of them have a problem with me because um, I I am not going to, like, go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. they almost kind of demand, like, pick a side. Like, you're either going to produce very Italian content and only say you're Italian – um, or you're going to be like totally American, and I refuse to do that because uh, you know maybe I'm like a homeless man's Marissa Tomei, but I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> I, 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 I just want to I want to be who I am. You have to, and as Italian Americans who were either um, you know shamed into assimilating uh-huh. and didn't want to learn Italian, or and wanted to be very Americanized. Or they're obsessed with holding on, to, with totally erasing the the American side of themselves and being properly Italian. Uh, all I'm saying is that there's a place to exist as both 
as 100% Italian-American, and we should be proud of that. I love how I asked what we love about growing up Italian. This started with a pizza game conversation. We never even... The level that this podcast turned into is... But what I love about growing up Italian is that Italian-American is how extra we are in every aspect of our lives and how we dress and how we talk. You're wearing a $20,000 diamond necklace. I mean, I, <laughs> like Jesus that, Christ. You know what I'm saying? Allegedly. Like, I'm borrowing this from a friend. Uh, whatever. Like, you're Costume a man jewelry. wearing a diamond necklace, a diamond encrusted necklace over here, for Christ's sake. I'm wearing a leopard jacket. I, I mean, like, we're not afraid to, to be in your face. What and about to, me and Pat? Whatever. And to celebrate... <laughs> You know, we came to this, this con- in, in most cases, we came to this country with nothing. Our parents, our grandparents came to this country with nothing. We, we were educated people. We're proud people. We're extra people. And we live a lifestyle that celebrates the abundanza mm-hmm. that we were able to create for ourselves. So that's what I love about growing up Italian-American. Thank you very much, is that we don't shy away from, we, 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 we don't care about being demure because other people should take us seriously. We're nonconformist. Yeah, exactly. I, if, I, if I had to think, when you first asked that question, I said, well, I, I, I didn't feel I had an adequate answer. And now I've developed this answer over the years. Mm-hmm. I think what separates us is we think outside the box because we don't think the box owns us. So if you talk about laws in Italy, Italy is a country, like, they say, well, Italians do what they want. It's a lawless country. It's a country that's, it's, it's, it's burdened with laws. It's enchained with laws. Mm-hmm. But everyone feels they're the exception. There's yeah. a rule, but I'm just the exception yeah. to the rule, right? Sure. So, and if you have that mentality, I think that Italy's genius is creativity. Mm-hmm. Italians are creative. I think of my own grandmother. The, they, they could, um, they, their, their creativity, and that's why I'm saying it's becoming a stagnant country. Some people were creative with fashion. Some people were creative with, with cars. Some people were creative with movies. Some people were creative in the kitchen. But it's a country that was constantly... If you take every epoch in history, right, there are, there are civilizations that had moments, right? Mm-hmm. But who else has... Every moment was Italy's moment. There was no period in, in, in history that Italy did not shine in some way. Mm-hmm. If it was, if it was uh, the Romans or the Renaissance or even the Middle Ages... Italy was always there, and I think the secret is we are not a. That's why we can't roll together. This conversation is too smart for me. No, I think it's. <laughs> I, you get, I mean, I think that that's that's. And if you ask me, this family stuff. So this, if this, it's, it's a bifurcated answer, right? So you're always going to have a family answer because that's that that touches the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And every and if if you're Norwegian or you're you know if you're, you're Zimbabwean, whatever you're from, you're going to have a family answer. Mm-hmm. But if you take it out of the family and you look as if we were outsiders looking in. I think it's I think it's outside the box creativity. I have one more thing to say before we go out there and pull some other of the advisors in here. But I want to state one thing. John Viola, he helped set up this whole event today. He's the godfather. He's the Julius he, Caesar. He gave you a lot of credit for giving this idea to him. So what does it mean to you for the next generations of people to be proud to be Italian American? This is the greatest birthday gift I could have ever gotten. Because they are the future and they are the leadership. And you have to form the leadership um, now, but 20 years from now. Because I was at a meeting for a conference of presidents. I sat there last November, and everybody's a boomer. And I'm 48, right? John's going to be 40 this year. And we were the, we were the kids in the room. And that's insanity, oh, yeah. right? And I'm like, where, where, are, where are the young people? 
So you're you're crying and you know that your organizations are aging and people are old. Well, because when you consider the young guys in the room, forty and forty-eight, you got an. I mean, John was thirty-eight at thirty-nine at the time, so I don't want to drag him into a forty boat. But mm-hmm. approaching that, I think that and the the it works. There, see. The interest is there because we have a room full of kids. Did, did this never event exceed your expectations? No, because I knew they were there. I knew they were there, but we never gave them a place because they have to learn to know each other. We have to put – because they have to – they got to be in the farm league, right? So they got to spend 20 years in the farm league, and then when they're in their 40s, they're going to be running these organizations. But they have to get institutional knowledge. They have to know each other. There's kids from all over the United States there. There's kids from the same states that don't know each other. And they're the future leadership. And that's the, if, if we don't invest in them, it's over. They're the most important thing of anything we could do is them. That's deep. Yeah. Let's go, let's go uh, back inside and grab two more people. But thank you guys thank so you much for Thank you very much. It's a tremendous you honor. But you're 250th for us to be here. And we wish you, you. 250,000 more. I appreciate, appreciate that. that. <laughs> appreciate you that. We are here at Mariana Gatto. How you doing today? I'm doing great. What about you guys? Good. Um, so this Italian-American convention has been a great time. First ever Italian American. Um, first thing we got to talk about, the Robin Hood hat. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. I call this the Robin Hood. This is the official like, brunch hat. I think it could be more like Dragnet. What's that mean? <laughs> dragnet, like 1940s fedora, you know. Oh, yeah, I know what that meant. You know? After she said it. After she said it. <laughs> what she actually told us before we started recording, because I was complimenting the hat, and I asked her if it comes in triple XL for me. Um, she loses the hat and it just reappears. It's magic, I think. Kind of like Thor. You know Thor, the yeah, Avenger? Uh, yeah, yeah, like the, um, yeah. yeah his yeah. hammer? Yeah, he throws the, the hammer, hammer and it comes hammer, back. thank you. I was like, the glove. No, that's Thanos, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanos is, you know, the strong yeah. guy. But even the scarf, I've never seen a scarf like this. I bought it in Sicily in May in this little village that's famous for their, um, their wool. And um, I got it from the, the man who made it himself. So it's so it like cool. a flex, like, oh, where'd you get that scarf? Yeah, this guy. Well, you know, like the homelands, I always support the homelands. Last yeah. night, Rosemary was not complimenting my outfit. So I think <laughs> you should put together at least an outfit for I these kind do. of occasions for me. I can do that. Because you look very Italian. <laughs> <laughs> you look you. the most Italian <laughs> in the room, probably. Thank you. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing in Los Angeles. Okay, so um, I'm the director and co-founder of the Italian American Museum of Los Angeles. A lot of people will say, like, wait a minute, Los Angeles has Italians? But That's actually- what I was literally just yeah, going to yeah. say. So not only are we home to the nation's fifth largest Italian population, or Italian American population, but um, Italians started settling in Los Angeles in the 1820s. So, like, there's an old history there, too. And um, so our museum looks at uh, that history, but also the history of Italian Americans throughout the nation, and uh, so we've got a permanent exhibition that you can also see online. You can read our entire permanent exhibition online. And then we do um, temporary exhibitions. Right now we have one on Pinocchio. I um, actually saw it on your Instagram. Yeah. There was a new movie on Netflix. Yeah, that, thing, that made me cry. Yeah, yeah the so uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Very dramatic yes. Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. I liked Pinocchio better when he lied and the nose <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you like the, kind of the cuter Pinocchio, yeah. right? Yeah. The Disney Pinocchio. The Disney Pinocchio. The, the original one was more dark. Yeah. You know? So that is the original story of Pinocchio? Uh, more or less. Like, so the original story was written by an Italian author in okay. the late 1800s. And the, um, we were like, why Pinocchio? Well, Pinocchio has been translated into more languages than any other book besides the Bible. 
Wow. And the exhibition kind wow. of asks, like, why? What's this, like, why do people around the world love this character that was created for Italian children way back when? Mm -hmm. And why do we still, like, you know, there's a Pinocchio emoji on your iPhone. Like, there's he's everywhere. And um, what so is a Pinocchio oh, yeah, emoji? The big nose. Well, yeah, the nose, like a liar. Yeah. Like if you want to oh. say like you're lying, there's like the Pinocchio emoji, okay. you know? Okay. So, um, so we do like lots of different stuff. Um, a lot of our visitors aren't Italian. Um, so we kind of share our history and our culture with everyone. But we also have, I mean, I can keep on going and going. We do like fun events, food and wine, um, tours for kids, all kinds of stuff. What, what made you get into that? Um... Okay, in a nutshell, so I grew up in Los Angeles, and um, again, people are like, you know, there's Italians in Los Angeles, like, yeah, there, there are, and there were, um, we used to have six little Italys, Whoa. but they broke up, you know, just like, they broke up earlier in Los Angeles and yeah. a lot of different parts of the country, and I always grew up kind of like longing to be connected to my paisani, you know, like, I knew, like, that... A train is passing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a minute. Um, uh, it's good now. Okay, so I knew, like, I had this really strong connection to my Italianness, you know, from the time I was little. And it's unlike a lot of cities, it's harder to find it in LA. Mm -hmm. And um, I often say, like, need Paisani will travel. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's great. Um, so I learned about this building in downtown Los Angeles when I was in college, when I was an undergraduate called the Italian Hall, and um, it had been this community gathering place way back in the early 1900s. And um, the community was trying to save it and create a museum. And it was like, I walked into the building for the first time, I'm like, I, I want to save this name. building. Yeah, yeah, and I want, I want it to amazing. make it into a museum and I want to be the director. And it was like one of those like my lips to God's ears kind of moment. Yeah. And so many years later, and um, many careers later... How I, many years has the museum been open? Um, so in our current form, since 2016. Okay. I've been the director since 2010, so when we were, like, basically we were raising all the money mm -hmm. to create what we have mm -hmm. today. So during that time, we did temporary exhibitions and events, just, like, to get the word out, you know, and to raise money, uh, right. you know, yeah. Well, if we ever, I, I haven't been to LA ever. You gotta come. I you definitely no. That's definitely gonna be. We'll a do a, a podcast me. from from LA. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> We're asking everybody. This is mm -hmm. our two hundred fiftieth episode. Growing up Italian. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to grow up Italian? Uh, so mine, I think, is like again. I, I don't I hope I don't sound too nerdy here, but like mine is more spiritual. You know, yeah. like my father was the one who taught me, and my grandfather, like that real connection to my roots. And so for me, it was hard work. It was like uh -huh. doing a good job, like having pride in what you do. Whatever it is, having pride in what you do. And um, my dad was extremely hardworking. And so I think that's where I get like a lot of my madness from. Um, and then also like very strong Catholic faith. You know, we were like a very, um, you know, uh, I went to Catholic school. We went to church together every Sunday. Um, and, you know, trying to have fun and, you know, good food like eating together, like breaking bread like we did last night. Do you and do did you guys have like that Sunday dinners? Like um all day yeah, eating? No, we didn't. Like my um we did some of that, but it wasn't like out out here, you know, like a lot of what we think of and I think that's what I really long for. You know? Um we had a bit of it, but not as much as I'd like. My grandparents died when I was six. Yeah. So it was like that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, like Nani keep the family together. They're glued, exactly. to the, the glued to the family. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. 
So, but um, yeah, yeah. So that was that was beautiful answer. So Thank we'll you. we'll include her Instagram to the I am Italian. Oh, yeah, the I am LA. Yeah, I am LA. So I think it's Italian American Museum of LA is our. Instagram. Yeah, and if you guys yeah. find yourself in Los Angeles, make Check sure to visit. Please, sure. yeah. Or visit us online, imla.org. Thank you so much, Mariana. Thank you. So, yeah, Dolores Alfieri Taranto? Yeah. That's the right way to... You can just say Dolores Taranto, too. All right. That's probably either way. We make my husband happy. Yeah? Yeah. He'll write me, like, a fan letter? He's, like... like he, like... Was, what happened was I was working for the governor when we got married. Uh-huh. I started, and six months later, we got married. And everybody already knew me as Dolores Alfieri. And I was like, I just... I just, like, didn't feel like going through the trouble of, like, changing all my email stuff and changing my email address, so I just <laughs> added my last, my married name. But, like, legally, it's Toronto. Yeah. He but was like, like, there's no wedding if you don't change your last name. <laughs> oh, so he was, like, Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, no, he's like, I think you guys might have posted a meme once that I still find, I mean, anytime I think about it, I could be, like, at the grocery store by myself, and I'll laugh. We're rolling, like, by the way, right? Oh. You can keep going on this. And it was, like, a... My, I told my wife, we're having a kid. I told my, my wife, we're going to name him after my father. She said she didn't want to, so we compromised, and we named him after my father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <laughs> compromising. He sent me that before we got married, and I was like, basically, that's, what, that's how it is. So when did you exactly start the Italian, because you started Italian-American podcast, yes. right? Mm-hmm. What year was that? So that was 2015, okay. and it started actually with, um, uh, my friend Anthony Fasano, who's actually he's not here today with us, uh, like here in Florida. Yeah. Um, he's got a, a different business that he spends a lot of time doing. But Anthony had started wanting to record his grandmother's stories, and he had started a very successful engineering podcast. Okay. And so he thought maybe this could be like another podcast. Mm-hmm. And he, we grew up together. We have family in common. And he, and he asked me, "Would you do this with me?" We have totally different person personalities. Like he's like ice. I'm like fire. So it was a good compliment. That's, a, that's why it worked. Yeah. It's why it worked. And we started in 2015 and we just, I think there was a need, like there was a void. There, Nobody was really doing it yet. And we just started. I having, was just going to ask if you've seen any other Italian American podcasts when you guys started. No. We were. We started like. 2018. Definitely late, later yeah. in the game. Like three years later. Than yeah, you I guys mean, are re- the- respectfully, I'm like, well, it's like the OG podcast, yeah, Italian yeah. podcast. Yeah. And it just started very like, it was so, I want to say like innocent. Like we ever have imagined we'd be here in Florida at a conference right. and like meeting you guys who are so huge. Your show is so big in your platform. Thank you. Or, thank you. Of course. And then um, John and, and the whole podcast crew were, were opening this um, space in little Italy, like we never dreamed that. It was just a little project to start. I think earlier in the day you were talking about um, how your father never cursed. Oh, yeah. And he was always saying, you got to show Bella Figura. Bella Figura, yeah. Now, Bella Figura, I could, I think it has a mean like beautiful figure. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, girl, get yep. Bella Figura. Yep. And then Bella Figura is like when you're like sistemato, like you're, right. you're yeah. in line. That's right. So, so after about five years of doing the Italian-American podcast, like I love being Italian-American. I'm obviously really proud of my heritage. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of my, my life and my work. And I just felt like I was having the same conversations. And there's a lot of sides to me. And I wanted to just have a bigger conversation. So then um, John came in, and the, uh, the Italian-American podcast grew with Rosella and Pat, which is wonderful. It became like a big family project. Mm-hmm. 
But I started Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully, because I wanted to explore with people of other ethnicities, like, Mm -hmm. what is this thing that heritage does for us? Because for me, I mean, you guys growing up Italian, right? You know, what does it mean to grow up Italian? And I can give you my answer. Yeah, but I, I, we would love that. Yeah, I, and I will. And I, but I think also that like a lot of other groups have that. What does it mean to well, grow up? We, we talk about all the time a lot of Europeans and so, South, South, America. South America. South America. Anybody yeah. that grew up With as, an immigrant, yeah, yeah, as an immigrant to America ancestors. could relate to us. Maybe exactly. like some things no, but like 80%. They do. Exactly. So I want, and that's what I did. So this show, I'm now, I'm about to start my fourth season. And I just bring people in from all different walks of life and all different backgrounds. And it's amazing, like, the overlap that you can have with other people. And you just talk, like, I like to talk about old world style. Like, how did our grandparents do things? How did our great grandparents do things? You know, like, how did they cook? What ingredients did we use? And I'm really big about honoring your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, like, go into the kitchen Let's bake bread. And when we're baking bread, let's like pray. As we're like flour can be a form of prayer. Because when I'm in there and I'm using flour, like my nonny used flour generations before me. Jesus used flour. Jesus, you know, you can (laughs) go really far back in that kitchen and connect to everybody who came before you. So what does it mean growing up Italian to me? Should I should I tell you? Yeah. So for me, I think you probably get like solid answers, right? Family, food, tradition. And I would totally agree with all of those things. I like to go a little bit deeper and say, what is it about those things? Okay. Is it just that the food tastes good? Is it just that you love your family? I like that answer. Right? It's deeper than that. So what are those things? For me, I grew up in a big family. I'm the youngest of four. I, growing up, felt like I could do anything. I could go out in the world. I mean, not like allowed to do anything. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really not allowed lot. to do not anything. Really <laughs> but Be home by 10. I mean, I couldn't even go out. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of taking risks and, and trying new things, I always felt like I could because I had this foundation to fall back on. And I think that's a big part of what our heritage gives us. Like I like to say, your heritage is your superpower. And if you can access it, you have this strength that other people don't have. I mean, I'm sure you guys growing up, you had like, you had like Metagon friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And like, maybe they just, they were always like missing something that I had naturally. And it was this strength of, I knew who I was. Even when, um, you know, Metagon, not Meta, I don't want to say the word Metagon, but friends Is that, that like not allowed to say? No, it's not, <laughs> I, I, just, I don't want to insult my friends, yeah. I think. No, no, no insult. Because yeah. the story I'm going to bring up is like when I would bring anybody over and they'd be like, you're so Italian. And like, you sit down and eat with your family? I'm right. like, right. yeah. Exactly. Like, we sit down at the table and eat. And we like, eat. we don't sit at the TV in the living room, like, in, with a tray and right. sit down watching cartoons. Right. Like, But what did that give you? Like, in terms of shaping, like, who I you are I think it now. gave me, like, some knowing that I'm loved. Right. Like, knowing exactly. my parents care about me and they want to see me do well. That's right. Yeah, you had, you had that safety that you could go out into the world and be brave mm-hmm. because you, you had this, like, network at home that held you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, too... Today, you know, like everyone's trying to figure out, like, who am I? Who am I? And people look to, like, celebrities or to pop culture. Like, you know, I like this music, so maybe this is who I am. And nobody knows. 
And for me, I'm like, I know. I know who I come from. I know what they went through. I know my traditions. I know what we believe. And that, that gives me a lot of confidence in the world. Like, I am rooted. And so a lot can come my way. And I always have this heritage of growing up Italian and all that, that entails. And so I don't sway as easily, I feel like, as other people. Yeah. Do you guys feel that? Yeah. One, one of the biggest things that bothered me was when I used to hear all the time, oh, your, your only personality trait is that you're Italian. Mm. But then we I, get that comment. But then I, I look at like events like these and it's like, who cares? Like, all right, I'm Italian. I'm proud to be Italian. Here's why. Like, we right. know what our ancestors yeah. did to exactly. get here. Like, yeah. obviously, the sacrifice it took. Obviously, That's a right. lot of, uh, you know, different cultures, ethnicities in this country have suffered, you know, yep. similarly. They went through some struggle. Mm -hmm. But, like, the fact that we know that and, like, we try to, what's the right word I'm trying to say? We try to represent them as best as we can as Italian-Americans. Mm -hmm. Then, like, why not be proud of that? That's like, right. Yeah. If I talk a little stunat sometimes, okay, mm -hmm. who cares? But at the right. end of the day, it's who we are and it's what we love. So right, it's why, your wouldn't, passion. why wouldn't you put that out there in the world? Exactly, yeah. I mean, and that's like the essence of Bella Figura, you know. It's, we were always, I was raised that, first of all, it was more like, nufa bruta figura. So don't no. go out, <laughs> It's like, it don't do good, like, but don't do bad. Exactly, don't <laughs> go out there and, and embarrass me, you know. yeah. yeah. And, but Bella Figura is, the, let's say, the active form of that. So go out in the world and show them that we raised you right. Right. Show them that you know who you are. Show them that you have dignity. And, like, you are representing your ancestors everywhere you pride. go. A lot of pride. A lot of pride. Mm -hmm. I think that I don't – I think a lot of other cultures have that too, but we have that in spades. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the convention so far? Does it exceed your expectations or right where you thought? It's, it's um, a little bit of both, I think. I'm looking forward to seeing how it grows, but I, I'm really impressed by the young people who are here. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm kind of sensitive, so I can get, like, a little welled up. Like, the mommy in me is, like, I want to, like, hug them all. Uh -huh. they're, they're really, they're, like, on point. They're smart. They know their history. And just the fact that they're here with that passion, like, it, it's the next generation. Yeah. It's really inspiring. Yeah. It makes you feel really a part Especially of something. Especially you started a podcast eight years ago. Yeah. Now, so many people start podcasts. Yeah, which is great. So now you're hearing even newer ideas in podcasts. And right. For us, that we've been doing this for five, six years, and you're hearing like all these new, fresh ideas. It's, yeah, coming out. And yeah. I hope they take it. To, you know, I don't know what the next platform is going to be. Right, yeah. maybe maybe we're maybe we'll be out and it'll be something yeah, that, else. That's, that's the one thing I'm worried about. Is like, I don't want to give them the keys to the yeah. <laughs> to the car. You know, I'll give you a ride, but uh, I'm not, not driving. Not you, yeah. <laughs> but we don't know. You know, they're going to be on the cusp of that, and yeah. they're going to be they're going to be doing the next thing. And and if we give them some inspiration, I, that's wonderful to me because I think a lot of them out there, not just in this room right now, but. A lot of your listeners, I know a lot of listeners of IAP and also Bella Figura, they're like fourth generation yeah. here. We're all first generation, yeah, first what we would call first generation. So we're right in it. Mm -hmm. But a lot, of, I get so many messages from people who are, who are just like, I don't, almost like I don't know how to be Italian. Like I don't, or I don't know how to access my heritage. I'm so far removed from it. Mm -hmm. And I think things like this are a way to like, get people to circle back and tap into that. Yeah. So then maybe they can have some of the strength that we grew up with. 
I love that. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's that's what this is right now. So it's gonna be fun seeing how it grows. It's it's amazing. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. I have nothing but like the most host for Same. this. And it's great hanging out with you guys. Uh, exactly. Likewise. We're gonna we're gonna go back to the party. But everybody that's checking out, we're gonna put your Instagram in the description. Thank Make sure you. to check, check out, out the Lefty Guru yeah. podcast Please for sure. And thank you for your time. Of course. Appreciate Thanks it. for having me, guys. This is great. We are here with Umberto Mucci of We the Italians. Hi guys, thank you very much for doing this and this is a big opportunity for me and I love what you do. Thank you for, for coming all the way from Rome Absolutely. to come to our conference this year. And I know it's not easy doing Rome to Florida. <laughs> Where did you have to stop before coming here? No, well, I, I took my daughters with me and uh, it's for the first time for her in the United States. So we had uh, three days holiday in Miami, which was amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's a 12 hours uh, trip. It's not uh, it's easy, not easy yeah. but uh, it, it is worthwhile, absolutely. And this conference is amazing. Tell us a little bit about what you do in Rome. Yeah, so uh, I started with the Italians, uh, just like Columbus. I didn't know exactly where to go, where I started, mm -hmm. where I would end up. But um, uh, my love for the United States was so huge, and, and my uh, knowledge about the treasures in the Italian-American community uh, made me uh, start with Italians. I started with interviews, and then <coughs> it grew up very much. Now, to cut on a story short, we have a website with 75,000 contents, so we have almost 300 interviews we have nine books wow. um, a newsletter which goes to 100,000 people uh, 160 numbers of the magazine about Italy in English, a podcast with more than 350 episodes, video and audio. We are in nine social different different social media, and we have ambassadors in 50 states in the United States and 20 regions in Italy, and so and also ambassadors to thematic ambassadors like art, science, uh, culture. Blah, blah, blah. And w tell people what agenda are you pushing? <coughs> well, basically. <coughs> What we do is to promote Italy and the United States. Italy in the United States and the Italian-Americans, both here in the United States and in Italy. Uh, there is, uh, um, our motto is uh, two flags, one heart, and we always say that we know that uh, Italy needs more America and America needs more Italy. Now, it is not just our idea. You guys are 20 million testimonials about this. Italy needs more America because we need you, actually. I don't know no, if somebody told you. It's so funny you're saying this because one of the biggest comments we get on social media is that we're not Italian. That's literally the number one comment is, you guys aren't Italian. What are you saying? They're wrong. Uh, I, All right, guys? <laughs> Berto said you're wrong. No. <laughs> I'm not an official. Of course, I cannot give passports away. But <laughs> you if sure? you, you, Do you, you know a guy, though? I mean... It, that, 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 that could be interesting. I could start giving passports. I have ambassadors. <laughs> that, that's a good idea. But uh, if you have Italian blood, yes, you are Italian. And let me tell you guys, uh, many people I met, many people that are in this conference, virtually are more Italian than people who are born and live in Italy. How so? Because in Italy, not everybody understands the importance of loving and respecting and celebrating our country, which is not perfect because nothing is perfect. No country is perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I actually learned a lot from you about Italy, about the pride of being Italian. So uh, everybody in Italy should do the Columbus Day Parade in New York. 100,000 Italian flags all over in the same place. I've never seen them in Italy. 
I've seen them in New York. Uh, the love of our country. Except when you maybe have. Italy wins a big World Cup or Euro Cup game. Yes, but uh, still not a hundred thousand in the same place uh, every year, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the important is that uh, um, I one of the interviews uh, I liked most in three hundred is what the president of the uh, American uh, Association of American Italian uh, uh, College uh, um, uh, study abroad programs in Italy. Before COVID, we hosted 35,000 American students every year. We, Italy were the, was the second country for incoming of American students. The first was Great Britain, but of course they speak English. And she wrote a book about uh, the experience of having American students in Italy, and it was called Educating in Paradise. Now, I would like to bring her all over the Italian schools to teach the Italian kids that uh, it is an honor to be Italian and it's a paradise where to be educated, mm-hmm. not f- by people who come from a third world country, but from the United States. We need you guys. That means a lot. But what, what, what exactly do you need <coughs> us for? How do you, like, if I could say a better question, it's what do we have that you need? So when I say Italy needs more Italian, um, Italy needs more America. The passion? <coughs> not just that, because we have the passion. That's in our DNA. That's why you are Italian. But you have the business-friendly environment taught to you by this country. And uh, it perfectly shapes with Italy. And that's not my idea. You guys are 20 million testimonials. Your grandparents came with nothing, and then they grew uh, up the ladder. They, they did a lot of work. They made their children to go to school. And then now they are successful you are successful, <coughs> Italian-American people is successful because you have Italian DNA, so you, yes, are Italian, but also the business-friendly attitude that this country has and Italy would need more. That's why we need more America, and that's why you are so important, because you are the proof that this works. It's not just my theory. It's 20 million successful, good Italian people. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and... Yeah, I wish we uh, could show that more to all the people that always, like, comment negative stuff. We say it doesn't bother us, but at a certain point, it's like, you know, after everything we do, it would be nice to get, like, a little recognition for that. I agree with you. Uh, these days, there's a... I mean, probably there, there always have been a lot of angry envy um, people, but now they have a platform, more platforms, and they can hurt you. Uh, maybe once upon a time they they wouldn't reach you, so they would say something bad about you, but yeah. you wouldn't know that, and that was okay. Now, now you could comment. It's now easier. they can hurt. Uh, one one more thing before we go. If someone that never heard of We the Italians, give them one thing that they should look for. Are you like maybe one interview that's your favorite, or one piece of content that you made that's your favorite? Wow, that's a that's a. Hard question to answer mm. with 75,000 if, if, if you had someone's <coughs> 10 minutes to show them something, what would you show them of work that you've done? Um, I think that uh, the interviews, uh, 300 interviews, uh, uh, which I do with a very selective uh, way of uh, choosing people, uh, tell a story which is in the nine books I published. Because every interview is different from the other and teaches an angle about how it is important, uh, the relationship between Italy and the United States. And uh, this means that uh, 
of course, not just Italy needs uh, America. America needs Italy. It needs you and yeah, needs us. But uh, this is the perfect storm. Uh, this is the way America gets better and Italy gets better. And I don't, I'm not sure that it works with other countries. I don't know if France and Portugal or Korea or, Korea or whatever a country in Africa fits together that perfectly as Italy and the United States. Now, uh, let me end with this. Um, why I love so much the United States? It is because uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't even been born without the United States. My father was saved by the Fifth Army during the Second World War. He was sentenced to death by the fascist army. And he was desperate, but the Americans saved him. And in the American Fifth Army that saved him, there were three Italian Americans, Sal Di Marco, Anthony Tiso, and Eddie Gastaldo. You know their names? Oh, yes, of that's, course, because these are my heroes. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't even been born without it's them. A beautiful story. My father taught me these names. And, and, and so every time I can, I cherish them, I... I celebrate Make them. sure the world knows their And name. I thank them, yeah. even if they're not here anymore with us. Neither my father, they're up there uh, remembering together when they fight the good fight. And every Memorial Day, I go to the Mer Sicilian American Cemetery near Rome to pay my respect to the 10,000 Americans killed to free my country and buried there. There's no better way than... There's no better way to explain it. Than guys, that. thank you very much. Thank I so respect much very much, so much what you do. Let's let's work together. You guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Likewise, thank likewise. You. Thank you.